I'm your host, Annie Bowles, and this is News Du Jour. Hey you guys, happy Tuesday and welcome back to the news du jour. So first up, we actually, after yesterday's episode was entirely updates to older stories, we're also going to start off today with a few more updates to stories we've covered in the past. Um, These are just important you know, things that have happened that I think you guys would care about and just want to make sure you were aware of. So These are going to be three little mini stories for you guys just to keep you posted on older news stories. Let's dive in. So for our first little mini story, the federal hate crimes trial against the men who killed Ahmaud Aubrey has begun. Opening statements have been made and this trial obviously centers explicitly around race. This court will seek to discover if Ahmaud Aubrey had been white, would he have made it home for Sunday dinner? As we all know, he instead was hunted down by three men, hurling racial slurs and led to bleed, left to bleed to death alone in the street. As a reminder, all three men already face life in prison for their state level crimes. Just now they're being tried for federal crimes. We will keep you guys posted. Another smaller update for you guys is that Whoopi Goldberg has now returned to The View following the completion of her two-week suspension. If you remember, she was supposed or she was suspended over the offensive remarks she made regarding the Holocaust. And if you'd like some more backstory on that, It's a bigger story and really important to listen to. You can head to our episode from February the 3rd. It has all the details there. And one last mini story for you guys today, just a little update. There is yet another update on Camila Vieva. She is indeed going to be continuing to compete in this year's Winter Olympics. The committee is getting a lot of backlash on this decision because other athletes have been disqualified in the past for similar offenses. But one major factor that's being taken into account and weighed heavily here was Camila's age. She's likely too young to know how to get her hands on such drugs alone and likely would not have taken them against the advising of her coaches, etc. So it's not like it was something she was sneaking. Most likely an adult pressured her to take these drugs or drugged her unwillingly. That could, That's definitely a possibility here as well. Additionally, 
She took this test back at Christmas time. So I think that's really important here as well. Nobody really seems to know why they just now got these results. It's obviously incredibly disruptive and unfair to all of the athletes. It's really distracting. Um, That said, they've also come out in saying, (laughs) this is crazy, you guys, that they will not be holding a medal ceremony for the games that happened last week that Vayeva won. And should she win again, they will also not have medal ceremonies for those events either, which is a little crazy because what about everyone who won second and third and fourth? They get deprived of that huge moment because of Camila's drug test? does not really seem fair. But according to the committee, this is the only way that they can really punish her given that she is a minor according to the Olympic rules. It's so frustrating, but that's where we're at right now. Next up for today, so Delta wants a no-fly list across airlines. So we reported on this a ways back, but since the start of the pandemic, there have been a super high number of unruly passengers boarding airplanes, either drunk or angry, picking physical fights with other passengers or the flight crew, etc. If you remember, one guy was even duct taped into a seat because he refused to sit down during landing after assaulting three different crew members. But he was definitely not the only one. There have been record numbers of these incidents and Delta Airlines is over it. You see, after a crazy incident with a passenger, an airlines can opt to ban them from flying with their airline. But the problem is, these people simply get on a different airline the next time that they need to fly and repeat that same behavior over there. And apparently, this has been happening so much that Delta has requested help from the Department of Justice to create a no-fly list that would exist across all the different airlines in order to help prevent such disasters from happening. You see, Delta believes that if consequences were steeper for passengers who don't follow crew member instructions, that they may be more likely to settle down and abide protocol. Some flights even have had to land early or divert their path to get the person off of the aircraft. That's how bad it is, you guys. This includes international flights. A flight from Miami to London turned around after a passenger was making a scene about having to wear a face mask. And a flight from New Jersey to Israel turned around after two passengers decided that they could just help themselves to empty business class seats and refuse to follow crew members back to the seats that they'd paid for. Fines for these types of passengers can go up to $37,000 per violation. So, you know, if they broke multiple rules during that flight, you know, it can multiply. 
But that doesn't seem to be enough of a deterrent because people are still breaking the rules left and right and making it really difficult for airlines to run safe flights. Delta already has a no-fly list of about almost 2,000 people who have refused to comply with instructions on flights. And that number is growing every day. But in addition to unruly passengers on flights, though, there's also been a huge spike recently in reckless driving since the start of the pandemic. There are are, of course, a lot of factors at play here. You know, people's stress levels are very high due to a lot of financial factors. Pandemic drinking was a thing. And being alone a lot more, I think it causes a lot of people to lose their grip on reality a little bit. But pedestrian fatalities are at an all-time high all across the country, despite the fact that fewer people are actually driving now than pre-pandemic. But it's really not about how busy the roads are. It's about the mental state of those who are on the roads. In fact, the empty roads kind of give people room to drive a little crazier with confidence, resulting in a lot of people spinning out of control and hitting pedestrians. Police chiefs across the nation have said that they feel that drivers are getting angrier, which seems to be pretty much the same sentiment leading to these incidents on airplanes. Coincidence? Probably not. So next up for today, Biden opts to redistribute Afghani funds and faces more backlash. So Biden has made a pretty controversial move, you guys. As we know, Afghanistan is facing unprecedented economic and humanitarian crises. Famine has absolutely raked the land, and people are fleeing by the hundreds every day, if not the thousands. Now, amidst all of this, the Taliban have been repeatedly asking the United States to unfreeze these Afghani funds to the tune of about $7 billion. These funds were protected for the Afghani people by the Federal Reserve Bank in New York. And now, this has become a huge predicament for the administration because this money belongs to Afghanistan. That said, do we really want to put it in the hands of a known terrorist group that is already working to abuse its own people? Woof. What a question mark. But at the end of the day, the role of the president is to make tough choices. That's not a job you sign up for because it's easy. And thus, President Biden made a decision. Half of the $7 billion will now go towards victims of the September 11th terrorist attack, and the other half will go back to Afghanistan, but in the form of humanitarian aid so as to avoid these funds being used for violence or jailing journalists or any other shady efforts the Taliban may be participating in currently. That said, many people are viewing this decision as Biden giving away money that is not his to give. 
At the end of the day, these funds belonged to the Afghani people, and they are literally starving to death in on mass right now, and they need as much help as they can get. This is a really interesting decision and one that may stick around for Biden in the years to come. And that is the news du jour. Today, I wanted to leave you guys with the quote, when you become so accustomed to disguising yourself to others, in the end, you become disguised to yourself. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider becoming a patron of our podcast. For $7.99 a month, you can unlock tons of perks like breaking news text messages so that you're never out of the loop, tons of bonus episodes are already up there ready for you to binge, and a discussion board full of networking opportunities and much more. Go to www.patreon.com forward slash sugar-free media today to become a patron. This is the best way to support our show. Our patrons make news du jour possible. But a couple other ways to support our podcast are rate and review on whatever podcast platform you use to listen, share on your social media, you have influence, tell your friends, family, and colleagues that you love news du jour and why you listen. You can also follow us on social media under sugarfreemedia.co on Instagram, just sugarfreemedia, all one word on TikTok, and sugarfree underscore media on Twitter. We also have a weekend newsletter called Dreamers Digest that's full of dreamy content recommendations for your weekend and a life update from yours truly. Sign up today on our website www.sugarfreemedia.co Our music is by Joey Lavoy and Nicholas Foster Our cover art is by Hannah Pierce Photography Our Sugar Free Media logo is by Catherine Jezik Designs Any twinkling or little footsteps you might hear in the background are by my dog Rhett. He's a rescue pup and always records with me We appreciate you listening and look forward to telling you about the news again next time on News Du Jour Broadcasting from Oh, oh.